Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you, everybody, for your patience. I apologize for that. I was chasing down some audio. Big star turn today for Alice <laughs> K. Shattuck, by the way. Thank you. What, was, a, what was the station? Was it? WPHT in Philadelphia. AM 12, is it AM 1200, I think? A huge market, Alice. That is very good. Nice promo for the old... W- 1210 WPHT. Burn Barrel. Anthony, who used to uh, be my producer and Todd's producer, was uh, booked... Got the deal. The Lawrence Benzoy Show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Your tax dollars at work with federal tax dollars with President Joe Biden has announced, the White House has announced, he's appointing an anti-book ban coordinator as part of his brand new strategy to protect the LGBTQ plus IA community <laughs> and the Whoa. White House is holding the largest ever pride event in history on the South Lawn planning that one the anti book ban coordinator who has not yet been named what will you just stop after LGB I, I mean what are we doing <laughs> no. districts on the legality like gay of banning books so this impacts like gay all rights. of us and you've heard me talk to parents and school board members and many across the region who are very concerned about this as far as parental rights. That's really what this is about. It's not a book ban. It's a par- This host um, is, mm-hmm. unlike Thomas Shattuck, this host is organized. And you a can, broadcaster. You can hear you, her but, voice. Her voice sounds like Delilah at night or whatever. I'm also a professional broadcaster. Also. Oh, sorry. I'm just I mean, that just like you, she's a yes. broadcaster. But she's organized. She's like setting up the topic, giving mm-hmm. a little backgrounder, and very soon she'll bring in the guest. <laughs> Rental right ban. Mine is the car at 180 miles per hour <laughs> into the wall approach coming back in from uh, the break. That's what this is about at the presidential national level. 
taking over the state's rights and the local rights and the school district rights and saying the Biden administration wants to blanket, blanket this situation where they put the rights of parents on the back burner. All right, bring Albie this in. comes after they say more mm-hmm. than 870 different books have been When you have a really since- important guest, you have to take some time to set it up. Yes, that's exactly right. You <laughs> want to get, she wants to get the audience ready to be able yeah, to take... Yeah, sit down, guys. <laughs> ...libraries and curriculums this year, which is 30% higher than last year. And so the Biden administration, under this umbrella of, oh... We're, we're making sure that books aren't banned, which is not what this is about at all. OK, um, so that's really what's going on at the presidential level. This is Joe Biden doing this. At the same time, I've talked a lot to moms across our region, across the nation and Moms for Liberty. Again, the target of the Philadelphia Inquirer being called. She this- also would have had this queued up to where it, she just introduced you extremist group moms for liberty how dare you as women and mothers who you know were once pregnant people how dare you as Mm -hmm. women get together and talk about you know your parental rights but they're really taking aim at especially parents and women and that brings us to a great mom who's doing great things um, not just in our region but nationally this is alice shattuck who joins us to talk about the state of school choice. I know you're a popular podcaster. And thank you so much, Alice, for joining in. I know you're very upset about this latest situation with Connecticut school children for being, for example, of being shown these videos that parents had no idea about. Absolutely. This is um, a story from Granby, Connecticut, where um, my husband Tom is on the radio in Connecticut, and go. I joined That's him to right. talk there as well on our podcast. podcast. I know who butters my and We friend. talk about these issues all the time um, in New England. Where we- so you can hear that. We've t- tweeted and retweeted it. Um, I think it's fair to say Alice isn't afraid to use the word absolutely. <laughs> it's a good it's word. Painful. It, I hate it's listening good, to myself what, so it is, much. You know what it is? It's kind of Trumpy of you. Absolutely. 100%. Exactly. Exactly what it is. Um, And also, you know what's interesting is that you're such a... You're willing to sell everything out. (laughs) What does that mean? That means that Al Shattuck goes full Justin Trudeau uh, on this. (laughs) LGBTQ rights. Wow. Well, really? I was to asked a question plus. about LGBTQ rights. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I answered the question. That. You didn't have didn't to bring that. Didn't you ever learn in school you that you have, have to, to like bring... repeat back the question to LGBTQ show that you were listening right. and that you understood the question? Oh, you love saying it. Just like Trudeau. <laughs> oh, it's just something you say all the time. Yeah, I just say it 2S all the LGBTQI time. 2SLGBTQI plus. 2SLGBTQI plus rights. LGBTQ. Yep. Here we go. There's Albie Shattuck. Albie Trudeau. Selling her wares. <laughs> I guess so. So, um, so is there an indictment on Alice? Is that what I'm to understand? An indictment? I think Trump's... Uh, didn't somebody come out with a letter today saying that they were going to seat a grand jury to indict Trump? I just heard this. I'm, I'm late to all this stuff because we've been to, at uh, or at karate. and But, um, yeah, the guy in Florida's going to bust him quite soon is what i'm told i am hearing there's going to be a trump indictment i haven't seen anything 
definitive today specifically, but I've been seeing that like since yesterday that there's that the Biden DOJ is telling him he's going to be indicted and all that right. stuff. So, right, and they're bringing in uh, and Bannon's also been rounded up for something. Right, and something about like Mark Meadows as like a co-conspirator yeah, that, or that, something. That I, might be scuttlebutt at the moment. We don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but like I said, there's a lot of stuff flying around about that. Um, you know, I was kind of talking about this with somebody and speculating that perhaps, I mean, like, I've also seen other people say this, I didn't invent this speculation, but, um, you know, that potentially the DOJ is trying to do a Hunter investigation and or a Hunter indictment and a Trump indictment at the same time to be like, look how fair and balanced we are. But not a Joe indictment. <laughs> right. Yeah. So unless they might, thre- I feel like they might threaten Joe with that to get him out of the presidential right. race if they really need to down the road. Like if it's looking l- bad for Joe in the presidential race, then he's going to drop out and let Gavin Newsom or somebody come in. But because uh, they're not going to let rfk actually win the democratic nomination i wouldn't think so who would they bring in newsom you think i yeah. think he's their the biggest star they have right now i mean his state's a disaster but 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 he's doing all the policies that they in, like well so. yeah in the sense that his he's like famous and 30 million people in california know who he is and he's um cocksure well, yeah, he's arrogant. willing to dunk on DeSantis on Twitter. He says he's gonna, he's like there DeSantis, I guess. Like he goes, I mean, sort of. But he he goes and he says he's gonna like file kidnapping charges against Ron DeSantis for flying the migrants into California to Sacramento or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this guy, it, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think you can actually charge people with kidnapping when the people wanted to go there, like yeah. chose to get but on. But also, the plane, I mean, but- I. I I don't even know why Democrats are still saying the guy's name. The the um, Gavin Newsom campaign begins and ends with the French Laundry. That's it. Over. I shouldn't have done it, know. but I had a I friend like, who was having a birthday. Oh, oh, then, I well want to believe that, but I think there are so many people that have forgotten COVID. Like, oh, that's all in the past. Meanwhile, there's still people that I know that like literally don't have jobs today because they were fired for not getting the vaccine. You know, like there's still places enforcing this, this vaccine stuff. And, you know, it does. Whatever you say, the COVID thing is not over for people on the left. You know, their rules and regulations and stuff are still in place. They still, you know, reach for their comfort blanket their binky of the masks like the second there's a wildfire somewhere in canada or whatever there's still like it's yeah, but not those psychologically over for them but but i think that a lot of people have like you know the people that didn't like all that stuff have sort of like forgotten it all let it all go water under the bridge you know i think that's part of what we saw in 2022 i think if that midterm election had been in 2021 when a lot of the covid passport stuff was still happening and everything i think it would have been a different story but i think people have already like forgotten who locked them down or whatever i th- i think the deep blue people have and they appreciate it because they're wearing masks right at this moment mm-hmm. and they want to wear masks because of the wildfires as well but the, for newsom in the middle of this thing to go to the most expensive she she place in the state mm-hmm. one of the most in the country and get drunk and and, and chow down at this obnoxious place is incredible. While closing the state down, while locking people up, that is freaking incredible. And the thing is that Newsom 
has the Wall Street dinkhead thing going for him. He looks yeah. like that. Yeah, he he's looks Gordon like a, Gecko. Yeah, yeah, he looks like a like the worst kind of Republican jerk. This is uh, just on the minimized mixing. I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge something just before we go into the Q and A, uh, and that is very soberly acknowledge that a few weeks ago uh, I was asked to go to a friend's fiftieth birthday. Uh, my wife and I, friend that I've known for almost twenty years. Every second of this is a campaign ad. For yeah. episode upon news, I had an important friend. It's fiftieth birthday. I was mm-hmm. asked to go. I mean, come on! Listen, uh, by the way, and the fact I think that he some says, women like Wall Street dickheads. And so. the fact that and he said that that by the way, a couple weeks ago I was asked. So he's only coming clean about it now. Right when the video hit, uh, and a friend that had well put a lot of time and energy into his fiftieth birthday. Did you put a lot of time and energy? Did you want to into your into your birthdays? small business that I destroyed? Did you, was your kid able your... to did you put a lot of time and energy into wanting to have a real graduation party, but instead you just had to drive past graduate houses instead? I mean this 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 apology is the ad. It was in Napa, which was in the orange status, relatively loose compared to some other counties. Uh, it was to be an outdoor So wait wait, is he apologizing or not? Right. Because right now he sounds like he's justifying. Uh, uh, restaurant. And we started the, well, the program started at 4 o'clock. It was one of those early reservations. I got there. It wasn't a primo reservation, guys. I mean, come <laughs> on. This was just, we just snuck in and out during the day. Come on. Started at 4 o'clock. A little bit late at 4.30. Uh, and as soon as I sat down at uh, the larger table, I realized it was a little larger group uh, than I had anticipated. Uh, and... They tricked him. He wasn't, he wasn't yeah. misinformed. And I made a bad mistake. Instead of sitting down, uh, I should have stood up and walked back, got in my car, and drove back. Right. He should have. But mostly he sat down and drank wine, really expensive wine, and ate really expensive food, and partied with his bros. Yeah. Mostly that's what he did. Of course he did. Because rules don't apply to people like him. They only apply to people like us. And, you know, I... I hope that people remember who locked them down and who didn't, um, you know, come November, but I don't know next November, but I don't know that people's attention spans last that long, to be honest with you. I think a lot of people have forgotten. Well, I mean, I'm not talking about the lockdown, maybe the fallout of their own kids. Gretchen Whitmer was reelected. Yeah, I mean, I can't explain that. I, 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 I can't explain it. I'm mean, abortion. I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, she I, was reelected. She's also being eyed as a potential presidential candidate. Oh, hopeless, hopeless. Um, over on the other part of the Twitter sphere, Alice, mm-hmm. uh, you know what's happening today? What's happening today? I'm glad you asked. Oh, hold on one second. I'm glad you asked that question. Okay. <clears throat> because a little thing called this. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. Let's say you wanted to control a country. How would you start? Well, you'd want to make sure you had the complete obedience of everybody inside your borders who was authorized to use deadly force. You would start with the military and then federal law enforcement and move your way down ultimately to agencies like the IRS. Controlling the guns would be a top priority for you if you ever wanted to go dictatorial, if you wanted to be baby doc. But let's say you had deeper ambitions. Let's say you wanted the power not simply to control people's behavior, but to control 
how they think, not just their bodies, but their minds, as a god would. In that case, you need to take charge of the society's taboos. A taboo is something that by popular consensus is not allowed. A taboo may not be illegal, but it doesn't need to be. Over time, social prohibitions are more powerful and more enduring than laws. Societies are defined by what they will not permit, as are famously religions. Muslims don't eat pork, neither do Orthodox Jews. Traditional Christians oppose extramarital sex, the Amish avoid electricity, and so on. American society isn't overtly religious, but it's governed by taboos, and it always has been. What's interesting is how fast our taboos are changing. This is not happening organically. What we're allowed to dislike is being dictated to us from above, sometimes by force. Until it's right. another good theme. Right? Yeah. It, it encompasses everything we've been talking about. It encompasses the trans stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it encompasses, and you know, that brings me to the, the what you were talking about on the radio show today. Yeah. Um, which you should plug in. What was her? What's the show? The show was the. I'm gonna mispronounce her. I don't want to mispronounce her name. It was that's okay. Dawn, it's out of on WPHT twelve ten in a, Philly. A huge market, by the way. A huge market. Mm -hmm. And the host is Don Stensland. Wait a second. Something. What? You don't do that. Do what? You know where I was when you were doing that show. Oh, I'm plugging a show that's in competition. No, with no, no. Russia. You can plug the show that's in competition, but you literally were, com were competing with me. Oh, yeah, I was. Doesn't take much. <laughs> I'm, believe it or not, I find it fairly attractive. You're welcome to invite me on your show. I have, you wouldn't have come on my show today <laughs> had I invited you. You saw that it's like the number 11 market, and you were like, yep. <laughs> Jeez. So yacht funny. Somebody got a better yacht, she's on it. That's how it works out there. <laughs> but anyway, so part of the, this thing in Grand B was the taboos. And the talker's talking about with these taboos mm -hmm. is that we talked about that a, for, a former student in the Granby who went to the board of ed in Granby, he, uh, he's like in his 20s now in college or whatever, he testified and said he wishes that there had been LGBTQ stuff when, uh, I'll let you say it all. LGBTQ <laughs> stuff um, when he was in school, but there wasn't. But the reason he gives for it now is something that we keep hearing, we keep talking about here. I'm so happy that was done because that's something I would have loved, something that would have made me happier growing up. That, like, the tenant of this, these new, you know, taboos is, is that the, it's justified if it makes you happy. Is that a tenant or a tenant? Uh, it's living in the uh, quote. It's residing in a unit inside the quote. It's renting? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Alice. I think it's it a absolutely I is. think it's a tenant. Anyway, so Okay. Um <laughs> Okay, go ahead. In so I even like bitchy Alice. I I do. In, that's a tenant. Not a I'm tenant. I'm just letting you know. Um okay, but but listen, that was the the guy from Gramsby last night, which is just like what Leah Thomas was saying. There's a lot of factors that go into a race and how, how well you do. And the biggest change for me is that I'm happy. And sophomore year, um, where I had my best times competing with the men, I was miserable. Aww. But now I'm happy. Now the girls he's beating are miserable. 
But that's not, that's a rule that is not something. Only you have to be happy. Yes. He gets to be especially happy. That's one of the things you get when you get to be an LGBTQ person mm-hmm. is you get to be happy. And not only that, but people have to make every every um, every accommodation for you, including when they talk about the category to which you belong. To us LGBTQI plus rights. LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like the whole thing is an exercise in you need to be in service to make me happy. Right. And your kids have to. Also, yes. Because that's what Granby, Connecticut guy was saying was it makes me happy that your kids in school have to watch this video. It would have made me happy right. as a kid if the teachers had made the other kids watch this video. Right. It's weird to derive so much of your happiness from forcing your self-perception to be affirmed by other people. Right. But, but... A great, a great, a great uh, extension. When I started teaching this year, I drastically changed my appearance. I had a surgery. I started taking hormones. I cut off all my hair. I have a mustache now. Kids got confused. Again, because they still called me miss and they called me she, her. So they were confused. This person gets to be happy too. Right. I get to, it makes me happy to put on this presentation of transformation in front of the kids and she knows they're confused because she put all this information out there and had a dialogue with them about it. Yeah, and it makes her happy when yes. they when your children affirm her weird fetishes. Right. Or his weird fetish or whatever we're I don't even know which direction we're going here on this one, but yeah, it it makes me happy when you call me the names that I want you to call me. It makes me happy when you refer to me a certain way. When you tell me that I look like I want to look. Even if you don't believe it, I want you to tell me the things that I want to hear. I want your children to tell me the things that I want to hear. I want your children mm-hmm. to tell me things that make me happy, that make me feel good. Tell me that's not wildly screwed up and creepy. Well, it is. But that that is not... And we should say that that goes much wider than the LGBTQIA stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the teacher who is the Taylor Swift fan as well. It made her happy to let them know that she was a Swifty. Right. And that she was going to the concert. And it made her unhappy when Taylor Swift started dating somebody so the kids saw her now a different way. So that's why Taylor Swift needs to change what she's doing so that the teacher can be happy with her students liking her again. Right. Your students, by the way, your elementary school students should not know like what concert you want to go to. Right. It doesn't, it's so far afield, just like they shouldn't know. And, you know, we get this stuff about like, Oh, it's not gender and sexuality. Like if you just mention, you know, your gay married husband to the children, like I didn't know anything about any of my elementary school teachers, husbands, wives, children, personal lives, degrees they got, concerts they were into i could not have told you can you tell me any of your elementary school teachers favorite bands or musicians no no they didn't they didn't share that with you they didn't they didn't tell you they were excited to go to the i don't know what concerts they would have gone to then never not once (laughs) ever (laughs) never like never so i don't understand none of them needed to be happy in that way 
Yeah. They were happy treating us like the students. Right. And like teaching you to read and stuff. Exactly. Which seems to have fallen by the wayside in the public schools recently. I don't know if you've observed that, but it doesn't seem to be a huge focus. But, yeah, so this brings me to kind of this other point. I think, like, part of this is, and I'm ashamed slightly of my generation, but it's part of it is, like, the millennials getting older. But I I do think there's, like, Gen Xers and boomers who are guilty of this, too, of this form of, you know, the desire for personal happiness and fulfillment with disregard to everybody around them and I kind of think like a really good um a good barometer of this sentiment is also something you see with pickleball which is something I've wanted to talk about for a few days Mm -hmm. and we haven't gotten to but um (coughs) bless you it's okay Pickleball, which um, I have never played, but I have seen in action. So, and I like honestly had no idea what pickleball was or anything else, except for the fact that um, when we were in a town that had more public like parks infrastructure than here, they kept tearing down like basketball courts and playgrounds and things to make room for pickleball courts. And um, I couldn't have told you what pickleball was at that time. I knew nobody who ever played pickleball or anything like I just knew I think it was like a retirement home thing like it was for old people right like shuffleboard or something like I think so I still don't know I think it's is it like small tennis then not even so listen to this it's more at the level of like uh ping pong almost so and so the there was in uh, the Free Press, which is um, Barry Weiss's Substack mm-hmm. publication, there was an article a while ago by Park McDug- McDougald, who wrote this piece about pickleball that I thought was so, so interesting and spot on about something that I didn't know much about, but I keep like seeing stuff about for some reason. I'm like, why is everybody talking about pickleball? But listen to this. One of my favorite things about sports is that they provide a mostly harmless setting for me to vent my more reactionary impulses, which if I applied them to the political realm might result in my favoring things such as the restoration of Stuart sovereignty over North America. Sports are, after all, one of the few remaining realms in which we are generally accept uh, the legitimacy of hierarchy and order. Anyone can play, of course, but some people are better than others. And this fact is out in public for everyone to see. Which brings me to my latest obsession, pickleball, or rather the gangrenous spread of pickleball onto the public tennis court in Merrick. It's like gangrene. Yes, gangrenous. Okay. Uh, pickleball, in case you are not aware, is a sort of cross between ping pong and tennis that involves thwacking a wiffle ball with plastic paddles on a quarter-sized tennis court. That sounds terrible. Until recently, it was a niche backyard and retirement home game, the principal appeal of which was limited to was the limited demands it made on participants' coordination and physical fitness. True to the game's origins on Bainbridge Island in the 60s, it was something you could do with your wife and your 8-year-old after six gin and tonics. It's easy, silly, and fun. Since 2020, however, pickleball has been growing at an explosive pace, fueled by a well-funded hype machine and the backing of celebrity investors like Mark Cuban and LeBron James. Participation has more than doubled each of the last three years, and pickleball boosters now claim 36.5 million players, up from only a few million in 2020. The most recent fact sheet from USA Pickleball 
Briggs, the, the country is adding 130 new pickleball locations per month. Which in practice often means tearing down existing tennis courts. The resulting conflict between tennis and pickleball players has become a regular feature of small town press and a recurring subject for trend pieces in the New York Times. Um, so then he goes on about how this is like taking over all the uh, tennis courts. I am what I would. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Call an avid tennis player, if only a moderately talented one. And on a recent excursion to Connecticut, my hitting partner and I arrived at a local park to discover that the good courts had been repurposed for pickleball, forcing us to play on gritty pockmarked concrete. Even in this comparative slum, we encountered a pushy gang of pickleballers in vests whose chieftain, waddled, whose chieftain waddled over to inform us, citing the online reservation systems and obscure city bylaws that we could not use the court next to theirs as our stray balls might interrupt his clinic. If you play golf, imagine showing up for your Sunday morning tea time only to be informed that you can only play the front nine as the rest has been set aside for frisbee golf and then being trailed all day by a pack of frisbee golfers loudly complaining about your pace of play and then being nagged over your feeling of entitlement to the course and your unwillingness to share. Imagine all that and you may begin to understand the violent rage that pickleballers inspire in me. Um, And so... What I, my takeaway from this, and he talks about the strong needing to be protected from the weak because the force of the whining is so overwhelming that you don't want to appear mean or unreasonable, but he wants the tennis players to resist the urge that the public tennis courts are ours and for good reason, and that pickleball, among other things, the problem with pickleball is the same thing that's made it popular, like in retirement homes and with children, because it's it's like a silly game that's played with wiffle balls, right? Huh. Like, I mean, imagine even if, like, the youth baseball fields were taken over by adults. This is adults playing pickleball right. generally now in, like, a serious way. And, like, they were reserving the baseball fields where the youth sports play half the nights that you would ordinarily have baseball practice to play wiffle ball on them. 
Wouldn't you be pissed? Like, because wiffle ball is yeah. dumb. Just go play in your yard. It's like a made-up yes, stupid thing. Yeah. And like, it's stupid. Any game that is played with a wiffle ball is like not a serious sport. I'm sorry. I won't even. I, I, I do know. respect and love wiffle ball, but it is sure. Yes. Yeah, but it's not like you don't get the same rights as like the people in the real sports leagues if you're in a wiffle Correct. ball league. Like, you just don't. It doesn't work like that. You know, somebody on my Twitter when I mentioned pickleball brought up Quidditch. Like, why is wiffle oh, ball catching please. on and not? Quidditch and I seriously I do put them in the same category of like unserious things that well, adults do Quidditch is worse because you've opted into perennial childhood if you're playing Quidditch. well but they're trying to disassociate from JK Rowling and Harry Potter now they've renamed it quad ball Just and they're trying think to a, a Quidditch person could be any more pathetic <laughs> they're trying to like make it uh it's nothing like that version no, they're trying to make it like its own real sport. Like, this is a series. We deserve rights, too. We're a real sports league. No, you're not. Pickleball people, you're not playing a real sport in a real sports league. Like, I know they have ping pong or whatever in the Olympics. I don't mm. think ping pong's a real sport, either. I'm sorry. Yeah, ping pong like, doesn't capture somebody but else's yeah, playing ground. You don't ground. need to take the... Yeah. And ping it's pong's just unserious. Very, like, I, you know what? I, I hold on. Ping pong's a very skilled game. Okay, I'm sure that the pickleball takes a, skill too. I'm I sure don't know Quidditch if it's a sport, takes skill. You can skill. be fat and be good at ping pong, but ping pong takes a hell of a lot of skill. Yeah, just set up a table in your basement, do it with your friends. It's fine. I did that in high school. You know, I, I I'm fine with that. I'm sure it's fun. I'm sure pickleball is fun. I'm sure quad ball is fun. See, wiffle ball like, would bounce very well. I don't. I've never actually watched quad anybody ball is play. not fun. That's for Could losers be. who are LARPing who. But uh, but hate I think it comes from this same place with like the millennials needing like adult sleepaway camp where they can go and you know relive camp experiences or having like axe throwing at the bars and uh, the, you know, you know I hate to defend the millennials but let me tell you something mm -hmm. axe throwing is lame but they think it's there so just let them have it but but. People have been for decades gone going to like fantasy camp for like the Red Sox down in Florida, whatever. I know people have gone to that. You get to play with like a really washed up mediocre player from thirty years ago, like game. So, well, no, but I'm talking about. Have you ever seen those documentaries about how the millennials have like adult sleepaway camp? That's like you know the camp that we send our kids to, where they like play outside in the woods. Really? But yeah, but it's like for adults so that you can relive the experience with nostalgia or whatever, right? But I think there's this thing that happens, and I think a lot of adults do it where. They think like, well, I'm having fun playing pickleball and it's fun. So I have just as right, much right to take over the tennis court as anybody else does, you know, and they kind of like, I'm having fun. This makes me happy. Oh. Why is my pickleball less important than your tennis? Right. Interesting. And I think that it, there is there is like a common like I'm being made happy right now. So, you know, who cares that I'm playing a lame made up sport that was right. foisted on me by Jay Z or whatever? Or not Jay Z, sorry. <laughs> who's, who's pushing Mark pickleball? Cuban. Mark Cuban. Mm -hmm. So, whatever. P people telling me that I should be into pickleball. And, you know, it. you see it, but you see these. Um, you know, these posts in like all community Facebook groups for towns that you're in, you know, not so much here um, where we are, but definitely like in a lot of, in a lot of places like where we used to be, there's a lot of um, like pickleball drama around like the well, tennis yeah, court. To, to so here's these, one, yeah. here's one from, um, from Wakefield, Massachusetts a few weeks ago uh, where this person writes, 
Hey, pickleballers. There's an etiquette at a tennis court I don't think most pickleball players are aware of. If there's a tennis match going uh. on, you do not walk in the court area. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean in the painted lines. I mean along the fence, behind the baseline, and on the sides. The whole area is part of the playing area. Tennis players run well outside the lines to try and hit a ball. Wait for the point to be done and then run quickly across if you need to, but don't stroll mm. along the court while play is happening. Good intentions, but <laughs> uh, you're going to get murdered uh, on Facebook <laughs> for saying that. But it yeah. only makes sense. Yeah, the pickleball thing, I, I, I don't know. I mean, so I don't know how to categorize all these things. The pickleballers do pick a, pickleball on um, in tennis courts, a quarter of a tennis court, a quarter of a tennis courts, and basketball courts. Remember the one in Melrose that was well. On they tore court. those down and built like dedicated pickleball. So then, of course, everybody was mad at the skateboarders because they were like going on office buildings and and big stairways to stuff. So now they get their own area. I wonder if somebody's interloping. I on think the skate parks are lame too, but mostly yeah, but they're some... frequented by children. If adults were like, we need to build a skate park because I'm really into skateboarding and I, as an adult, need there to be a skate park for me, like, in the public area. Or if a, a, like, if I would think that was, was really using, pathetic. Right. If somebody skating was using a tennis court to skate so nobody could use it. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I think that there... And to say that that's, like, just as legitimate a use of the tennis court. So let me ask you something. Mm -hmm. Is this related at all? In in nineteen hundred ninety and seven, I think mm -hmm. something happened. Nineteen hundred ninety and six. Okay. Something happened that's uh, that created a trend, like almost a re infantilization of Generation X. Which was? It was a movie starring Vince Vaughn, John Favreau, the great Ron Livingston, among others. Heather Graham was in it as well. Uh, Swingers. Okay. Swingers, as part of one of the highlights, had the dudes, the cool guys, playing video games. Playing like Nintendo and whatever, ColecoVision, whatever it was. These are guys in their 20s. Men mm -hmm. who are spending their time playing video games, which <clears throat> all those guys are my age in Swingers. They're exactly my age, maybe a couple years older. But we had all known video games as being something that you had as a kid and then as a teenager. And then you'd move on. You'd move on to, uh, you know, if you were going to do activities, you'd, you'd be gambling with your friends, maybe chasing girls, smoking, drinking, whatever. We'd move on. But with video games, the ones on the TV, every, people decided... I know that I hung around with people who decided that they absolutely needed to get Nintendo again and start and hanging mm -hmm. out. And actually, in, into my 30s, you know, a bunch of us with first-person shooters, my brother was a network engineer guy, so we had a lot of a lot of computers. I still know a lot of people my age who spend a lot of time Yeah, but that's your games. age. My age... My age made the first retardation you know what i mean they move backwards exactly exactly rather than use that word i'm gonna go with yeah i know but the backwards. word is definitionally correct right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right they moved backwards no other word <laughs> um so i wonder is is that part of that thing the although you're not really i think it is i think adults who 
put a lot of time and energy into playing video games is in the same category with playing quad ball or pickleball or whatever. Like, if it floats your boat and you want to do it, then fine. But don't, like, try and tell us that this is, like, a serious hobby. You know, it's just something you do for fun, right? Like, I play Candy Crush on my phone, but I don't expect like an award for it or you know to take up other people's time with candy crush or even like talk i'm like slightly embarrassed to play candy crush but i do it because it's like fun and it relaxes me at the end of the night sometimes right is i'll like just be flipping on my phone and crushing candies that is so innate i do not love that you do that because it's such a but everybody has dumb things that they're into that they do for fun you watch tv shows yeah, those are good shows. Mad yeah, Men is I a good show. Watch any TV it, shows. Really. Sopranos is a good show. I don't watch any TV shows really, though. Well, you used to. Sometimes, but like I, you know, you have people have limited leisure time in their day, and like if you want to unwind and spend ten minutes playing Candy Crush, like who cares? If you want to do, like play video games, but I mean, like it's not a serious thing to do. There are hobbies that are real hobbies, right? Like people do gardening and grow stuff in their yard or people you know do real things with their time people like take up carpentry and build stuff and... i'll never get puzzles i never get puzzles i am i am actually and i've done a good job in my life now mm-hmm. a good job so the people that i have left who i have who i have conditioned nobody's or... invited you to do a puzzle nobody's invited me to do a puzzle, puzzle. I like not puzzle. my brother not you you know better it's good it's a good it's a good feeling it's a good feeling. Your oh, brother and I have done puzzles with the kids before. It's terrible. It can be fun to I just do a did puzzle. One. I just or to did play one a game together. You also refuse to play any games. Oh, so inane. Except I thought they did win Monopoly that one time. That was good. Mm-hmm. All right. it's not, they're not all inane, but some of them are. Just I'd rather just talk to everybody. Just shoot the breeze and, and talk. I'd rather just... I don't understand. Like, I don't want to leave this, this consciousness in... Go into fantasy land there. I'd rather stay and just talk about things in life. It's, it's more interesting to me. I really, I, it's, it's like that about seeing movies too. And like whenever I go, when I, when I was going on work trips more, I would always hit the ground and hit the city and just walk around. We went to the talkers thing a couple times in, in mm-hmm. Manhattan. It's like, there's no chance because we were there for a convention and some breakout room stuff. I was like, there's no chance I'm not going to be out in New York City every single second. And it was, I don't get like, they hang in and take a movie, or like you go to a museum. I love museums. Ugh. I think they're great. They most, for the most part, except for the Boston Museum of Science, for reasons we can discuss or not discuss. Alice, for the most part, they're a total waste of time. I it, like the Boston Museum of Science. Yes, correct. What is the Boston Museum of Science? Um, what makes it stand out? Um. Oh, is there MILFs there? Is that what? It is the MILF capital of New England. I thought Newburyport was too, though. You said there's a lot of MILFs in Newburyport too. Oh, there are. Uh, well, there's a lot of cougars in Newburyport and a lot of single women in Newburyport. Mm-hmm. And of course, yeah, because it's a classy place. There's going to be MILFs mm-hmm. there too. But but they gather the mecca of the most dense collection of MILFs is. Um, the Boston Museum of Science. Not that mm-hmm. I look, but I know lesser men who look. Mm-hmm. And so related to that, I did see one um, tweet that I thought was interesting that I wanted to ask you about. That was a thing about picking up women. Mm-hmm. This woman tweeted out, 
was at the bar today and a man came up to me and asked, can I ask you a question? I said, without looking up for my game, no. He was so taken aback by my answer. He asked, are you serious? And I looked up and stared at him. He put his hands up and walked away. No is a complete sentence, lol. I'm playing Tears of the Kingdom and having a blood orange margarita. Leave me alone. I also had a honey vanilla pear margarita. Highly recommend. And there's a picture of it with her handheld video game console that she's at the bar by herself using while she Mm -hmm. drinks fancy margaritas. Yeah. In the category of making myself happy. So somebody retweeted this and asked the question, like, is there any public space left where it's acceptable to flirt or hit on people or, you know, like try and pick up a girl? Because if you're at a bar drinking and somebody comes up and asks you a question, you're like, why is he thinking he can come up to me and ask me a question? No, I'm not talking to you. Like, it's sort of an odd reaction because that's kind of like a pickup spot, especially if you're there alone by yourself. Like, right. if you're it's just going to play a video game, you can also just do that at your house and yeah, make yourself a drink for cheaper. Yeah, I, yes, yes. I think that <laughs> like, the, the, the peach understand. cobbler martini is probably 26 bucks. And, and to just do it without looking up, that's a person who is... That's a person who's the star of their own movie in their own head right now. And... I don't know anybody with confidence who I don't know anybody who's got but confidence and self-esteem have, mm-hmm. who would act like that. That's a bitchy thing. Just but her to, comments have people in them who, who are essentially saying, like, who does he think? It, like, why would he come up and bother you when you're sitting by yourself playing your video game? He also console? said he didn't say. Your hair looks nice. You look like my ex. You I mean, <laughs> he just said, can I ask you a question? Yeah, you, your, your chance is to. I mean, he's just trying. Maybe he wanted to let her know her fly was open or right, something. Right, he's hailing I, I her know. to said he's just asking permission to communicate a message, and maybe it's a. It, it, actually, I don't. I don't think. Can I ask you a question? that's pretty damn benign, and the fact that she didn't even look up, you know, it might have been George Clooney asking to ask the question. Like, anyway, she's an awful person, and I hope something bad happens. So, do you think though that like? I mean, I assume you still think a bar is a socially acceptable place to, like, hit on a stranger. Of course. That's why a bar is precisely there. But do you think, but, I mean, it is for you, but do you think that that's, like, falling by the wayside, that people are trying to, like, make that socially unacceptable? Like, why would you go up to a stranger and just ask them a question at a bar when they're just trying to enjoy their video game at the bar, as one does? Like, it seems so bizarre to me, but, like, is this a thing? Are they trying to make it? so? Because, obviously, you can't hit on people at work. I don't know if you're allowed to hit on people at the Museum of Science, but I can imagine, certainly, people posting similarly. Like, imagine I was just, you know, out of the Museum of Science by myself, looking at the exhibit, and this guy came up and thought he could just talk to me there. Like, you know. The- it's very interesting. I think it has to do with both the, the, the time we're in and geography and i think that for instance you know in vermont where our house is mm-hmm. when visitors want to visit us what do they do they walk into they the walk right in that's right <laughs> and that's sit right. down at our table where we're eating exactly and say hi exactly and that's how it's done up there right. and th- that's the culture and uh of course none of those people who walk right in use the internet but but maybe this is Maybe I don't know because I never dated online. I don't know what I don't know what the rules are if you're using if you're sitting at a bar playing game. Um, 
if somebody says, I can, can I ask you a question? It seems to me that, that there should be no gatekeeper stopping that question. It's just, can I ask you a question? Tommy New Hampshire says it's acceptable only at the T-Rex. At the <laughs> Museum of Science. They're not kidding, man. Although, I found that the Mecca, according to my friends, mm-hmm. is actually that area downstairs. It's near the old area. There's a lot of uh, rocks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where there's sort of, it's like a climbing there's zone. There's bass the down there. Can... The, the bass fish tank is the Mecca of the Mecca. That, mm-hmm. But that whole building is... is so oh. yeah, so it's near yeah, it's near like all the mummified animals or whatever. Yes, some of them that are like need to be removed. But right, they but there's like a little maze that the kids can run in when you go right down the stairs, yeah. and, you, and there's some benches and places mm-hmm. to sit there. Yeah, I love the Museum of Science. I of course like the taxidermy animals and like the bees behind glass in the upstairs and stuff and like all the weird stuff the tree they used to have a mobius strip that had a little car that went around it to show that it was only one side in the math department I do not know what a mobius strip is else you don't no else you've never seen that Would i, it blow I don't know what a mind? mobius strip is really <laughs> okay. unless somebody feeds me the information <laughs> okay. in seconds did you know that you can make a piece of paper have only one side <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> no, I don't get it. Yes, it can have only one side. So if you have a strip of paper, like okay. a long skinny one. strip, okay. and you have it like this, you can connect the two ends and make like a ring, right? Okay. But if you flip one end over before you connect them, you have this little twisty loop. It's yes. called a Mobius strip. Okay. And you cover the entirety of both sides without stopping if you trace it with your finger it only has one side the braces years were tough on you weren't they Alice <laughs> I love topology before the bikini uh, yacht years the braces years were you don't find that exciting <laughs> I'm, I'm angry now I can tell you that <laughs> prove it to you later with a piece of paper which was uh, rather be candy crush <laughs> That is incredible stuff. Well, we better get to the chat chat so I can you can show me the Mobius strip. I'm excited now. I am. Okay. Um, the chat chat, of course, is the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline chat chat, which is brought to us by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Two messages today, one from Dr. Cheswick and one from Tim and Ken. Are oh, you hi. ready? I'm so ready. Hey, Tom. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Sorry. Slurping, slurping. Mm-hmm. This is real eating too. I can tell. Oh, so delicious. Um, oh, I just wanted to. This is he should be incarcerated. Uh, say that uh, three hundred years. You know, I think, I think Fox News is going to go the way of um, maybe CNN. <laughs> I can't get that. That that he's he's purposely slurping and making noise like Alice. I didn't oh, know you, you were recording me at that point in that. time. Oh, I didn't know goodness. I was on mic. I was just sipping my coffee like a person. No, don't do that like a person. Don't you record me without my knowledge. Do you think about the Mobius strip in less slurping, more <laughs> Mobius strip? Excuse me. <laughs> there you go, Alice. Oh, gosh, so good. <laughs> because, um... You bastard. Tucker's got his own thing now, man. Yeah. And boy. <laughs> that talk about... Chewing and drinking on the podcast. Ridiculous. Mm. Ridiculous. 
Oh, that's a dream. You know, when something's that delicious, who can't make noises? Delicious lip smacking. Oh, God. Dare you. Hey, Tom and Alice. It's Timmy Can. Just want to say congrats again on baby number five. Oh, boy you. number four. Thank yeah. you. Outstanding. Yeah. Thank That's you. got like a veritable sausage factory going on up there. That, <laughs> that ship that you call the house. Anyway, <laughs> I was mainly calling because I was speaking with Danny and Bill Rucka, as hey. I want to do, in that we are both men of the grill, men yeah. of the slides, mm-hmm. men of sunglasses, and most importantly, men of milk. But mm-hmm. he said there was a. Men of milk? Milk. Oh, <laughs> pathetic. Pathetic. Hold on, Tim. But he said there was apparently some confusion in that the name he suggested yesterday that you thought was for the All You Can Eat podcast phone line was actually a name for your son, Chum Bucket. Yeah. I don't know. I I know, Tom, you spent some time on the ocean, so maybe it is fitting. Not sure that Chum is the best name, but Chumley's a good name. <laughs> anyway, go. congrats again. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> Are there actually any real Chumleys? I mean, on that show. Pawn Stars? Isn't there a Chumley on that? Oh, is there? I don't know if there really is. Is there? LGBTQ. Uh, I don't know. What are you naming the kid? Alice, we should get, let's get we naming. Actually, talk to a guy. We're today out of who, boy names. We've used up all the boys. Yeah, there's no more. Available. I talked to a guy who was on the air who was yelling at me, but whose name was Evan, and I thought Evan's a nice name. And I asked him if his name was short. Actually, for- we had a relative okay. suggest Evander, and you liked that. I do like which that, which surprised me because I feel like that's a lot of name to ask. I do like that. that. It lo- looms large in the um, Shattuck uh, atmosphere world. We mm-hmm. used to go to the first congregational church. With Mr. Evander French, who went with his son, Mr. Peter Evander French. French, and his brother, Peter French. And Mr. French was the uh, the junior high principal, as a matter of fact. Hmm. So the Frenches are Fritz suggests Fritz Shattuck. I, I you are German. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a Fritz Shattuck. I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, we are taking submissions for that. I, I don't think... Z's make me nervous, Fritz. I'm sorry about that. That's also Fritz's stage name. He's got a real name. He suggested that in the chat, too. Oh, his real name? Mm-hmm. Are you allowed to use it? I don't know. You don't want to uh, live name it's him? It's similar to um, a name that was suggested to us last night that's um, someone's dad that we know. Oh, really? Similar to that. Oh, very interesting. Two I- letters swapped. Robert? No. Does... Roland and Robert have two letters oh, swapped. Oh, Roland? Roland was the name we were suggested last night. That's right. And I had talked And now to my... swap two letters in it. Poland? No. Switch two of the letters already in the name. Okay, I guess this is a brain teaser for the burn barrel audience, I guess. Tom can think about it in his spare time. What's also a name that has all the same letters as Roland, but two of them are of switched places? Doland? No. This is not a natural talent of mine. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's okay. We'll see if the listeners can get it. We're not going to give it to him? Ronald. Ah. Oh. Ron. 
these problems the problem is Ron Rourke, Ron, they, I feel that like there's too much of a hard stop between the D and the S. Like Evan Shattuck, Ronald Shattuck. You gotta stop. There's a space mm, there. Yeah, like the full stop. in Harry Potter, Ronald Weasley, that flows. Yeah. Ronald Shattuck, there's like a stop a little bit. I, yeah. I see what you're saying. We'll, we'll keep workshopping this. Thank you so much for listening and for all the name suggestions. We appreciate them so much. And, um,. As always, appreciate you all listening. Appreciate you listening on Patreon if you like to do that in the live chat. All You Can Eat pod coming out soon. Yep, there will be another All You Can Eat podcast uh, featuring the full entirety of Replica's message. Replica was not pleased that we didn't skip a chunk of his message and we played Tim and Canton's birds Say tweeting. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer after for years to come try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details